Okay, here we go. There we are again. Sorry about that. And this is Gene Mesco, Dr. Gene Mesco, and the Church of Science. Uh, here at Mostly Hairless Apes. We've got episode 11 coming up. Um, I'm intrigued by souls today. You gotta have soul, maybe. Uh, I want to see if I can get a logical explanation for this, because I'm intrigued by the February 21st court ruling by the Alabama Supreme Court. They had a case where three couples sued two fertility clinics, and the court ruled that the frozen embryos that were lost by some, I'm not sure what the procedure was, what, what accident happened, but they were human children, and the suits can move forward as wrongful death cases. And they cited anti-abortion language in the Alabama Constitution. The justices ruled, based on the parents, that they could sue over the death of a minor child, applies to all unborn children regardless of their location. And unborn children are children without exception based on developmental stage, physical location, or other any other ancillary characteristics. That's what Justice J. Mitchell wrote in the majority ruling by the all-Republican court. Uh, so, I mean, several fertilization clinics have uh, suspended IVF procedures because of this, because now you can be charged with homicide, I presume, if you were to destroy a mass of cells inside of a human embryo, uh, whatever what we're calling a human embryo. As a biologist, this doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but then again... <laughs> A lot of what the Republicans do doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but that's a separate issue. Uh, but mainly it's related to religion, I think, and this is where magical thinking, I think, is our main problem. Because um, I think they've got a, their work cut out for them. The, the Alabama state legislators have stepped up and said, oh, we're going to drop the law, because people immediately said, well, wait a minute, you can't stop IVF procedures. Uh, in this country last year, almost 100,000 babies were born using IVF procedures. So a lot of people are using IVF, and this ties directly into the whole issue of abortion, because when is that mass of cells a human? I have my own opinion. You can jump ahead to the end if you want to know what the Church of Science says about it. Uh, but let's see if we can go through the process here. Because if I look at this uh, from the scientific biological perspective, we could use technology as one basis. You know, what, how, how, Early, can we keep a baby alive? Is it is an embryo or a fetus? Uh, medically, that's at that's two months is the approximate date that they'll convert that verbiage. They'll talk about an embryo up to about two months, and then when that tiny little developing human looks kind of humanoid, they'll start calling it a fetus. Uh, normal pregnancy lasts 280 days, 40 weeks. Uh, 21 weeks is the current record. Uh, there have been a few babies born at that. The last one I read about was in Minnesota in June of 2020. I don't know how the baby's doing. Uh, I, I am sure that, those, that a 21-week fetus, which would fit into the palm of your hand, requires extensive medical care. And so there's, there's a cost issue, which we're not going to get into, but that'll be addressed later with parenting. And the idea here is that, well, how many embryos actually make it? If you look at the metadata analysis, and there's a reference on my notes, uh, for the idea of surveying couples who are not using birth control, who are engaged in copulation acts, and they are trying to have a baby, they come in on a regular basis, usually weekly, and they do pregnancy tests. And you can detect pregnancy fairly quickly with the biochemistry we have nowadays. And the, the numbers range on different research papers from 30 to 90% lost. 
but the, the, meta the meta-analysis breaks it down to about 50%. So every other baby that's fertilized is lost. So now we're talking, into, if we're going to legally regis legislate on this and say that every embryo, every fertilized egg, no matter how far along it goes, is a child, well, people being engaged in casual sex and having spontaneous abortions and not even knowing about it, can they be penalized? Can they be charged? This is going to be an interesting problem. But this is where science has a pretty useful answer. Like I said, if... if Embryos fail all the time, and 21 weeks is the limit. That seems to me a pretty logical basis for a legal system to allow abortion. Because unless you're willing to step up with the average cost of raising a child, which is $200,000, over $200,000 in, in this country, to get somebody to adulthood at 18, you're going to spend a lot of resources on them. And whether or not they're human... As, as that ball of cells, I think is a very debatable issue. And I think if I believe that they're not, I don't think how you, you can prove otherwise. Unless you think there's some magical entity that steps in and creates this thing that we call a soul, or chi, or anima, or a spirit, you know, whatever you want to call it. There's this component of life that says... You know, it's a mass of cells. And from a biological perspective, sperm and egg are actually a continuation of life. And we've been alive and we've been evolving since three and a half billion years ago from the primordial soup. And somewhere along the way, we our ancestors were branched off to animals, to mammals, to primates, to the great apes. And some of us became human. And we create cells, sperm and eggs, ova, if you wish the biological term. And we put those sperm and eggs together and they make potential new humans. And who's responsible for that? Well, in our society, the parents. And if you're going to put that onus on the parents to say you're responsible to raise that individual, I think they need to be given the choice to abort that embryo if they don't think they can handle it. Speaking as a parent who has four children, two grandchildren, and my four children will might argue about their competency levels, but they all seem fairly content with their life. Uh, and but my wife and I will also say we put a lot of effort in, we put a lot of resources in to raise those children and get them to where they were, and hopefully we did a decent job. But that's the ongoing process, and we can talk about parenting in another podcast. But I just want to get back to this issue of life and, uh, and the whole abortion debate because it, it's been this drum-beating, lots of public press, people arguing about it. But I want the people on the right, the anti-abortion, the pro-life, the pro-child, whatever they want to call themselves, and ask them, what is it about a ball of cells that makes it human? What is it about this embryo with a tail which we have for several weeks in utero, and reflecting some of our reptilian ancestry, uh, shared ancestors with, with them, that makes us human. When, at what point do we become human? I would think that we become human at the point where we have consciousness. I think if we're going to have a civilization, it's based on thinking. I think that's the thing we've been working on, and that's the word laws are based in our civilizations.
And I distinguish a civilization from a society based on this property of consciousness and thinking. It's because when we look at animal groupings, we do a thing called sociobiology. You look at wildebeests, you look at primates, other, other apes. They, they have social networks. They communicate to a certain extent. There seems to be some degree of consciousness. That's a separate question. They haven't made laws yet and negotiated with us. But whatever level of consciousness they have, it's something that develops over time. It's evolved in different species to different degrees. A lot of behavior just seems to be natural behavior, emotional behavior, gut instincts, whatever you want to call them. We would, uh, biologically, we might talk about fixed action patterns and hormonal responses. But how much of it is driven by biological evolution, by natural selection, determines most of what we think of as social behavior in animals. And humans can behave animalistic too, as we've all seen over time. We've had mobs and riots and people doing things at a very base level. But civilization is what is our strength. Civilization is based on thinking, creating laws, and agreeing on things to follow certain rules, to engage in certain markets and share resources. And when we do that, we have a civilization. And they've risen and fallen over the years. We've had empires, we've had all sorts of different civilizations. And we have, we're moving towards this global civilization where we've got capitalism as our main economic market and democracy as our main uh, political system to engage social order. And that's stumbling along. I, I think right now democracy is losing out to capitalism, and that's a separate evolutionary question. I think that's actually the big question of the day. And it, But it does pertain to this abortion question, because oddly enough, here in America, the majority of people say abortion should be legal. Legal, safe, and rare, I believe, is what some politicians have said about it. would be a goal, but it should be available. I mean, to say that you have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and you're a free citizen in a democracy, should mean I have the right to reproduce, and that's and courts have sided with that. But then, doesn't that also engage in the idea that if I have the right to reproduce, I have the right to not reproduce? And at what point should I draw that line? Well, see, somebody wants to draw it, a bunch of people want to draw it at that cellular boundary, at that moment of conception, when those DNA gets mixed together and we create this new zygote, the one individual cell that has the potential to grow up into a new human. But I've just given you the data that says approximately half of those never make it out of the uterus on a natural basis, much less with voluntary abortions. Those would be spontaneous, natural abortions, miscarriages, if you will. And those are losses of children all the time. So just having sex is going to cause that problem. And speaking, once again, as a citizen and a parent, having children is not a trivial task. And I think as, as a culture, we should be acknowledging that. We, we pay it some... Uh, we discuss it on some levels, but I think in terms of saying parents deserve special treatment, or at least a tip of the hat, to say, yes, we need new children, and that we do that. But the people who want to say it's that there's this soul inside of there, that there's this magical entity that we can call human, starting from a single cell, I think they need to step up and provide some evidence, which is the whole point of religious belief in the first place. This is 
uh, if we want to legislate from the matter of religion, if you think you believe that those individuals are human who, because they have souls, if that's your main argument, then that then we're no longer legislating under the idea of freedom of belief. Because if I don't believe they have a soul, if I don't believe that that mass of cells is human, and I personally don't think it's a human until it's developed consciousness, it's developed self-awareness, which doesn't happen until we're somewhere between the age of one and two, is what the developmental psychologists tell us. Sure, babies react to stimuli. They're hungry, they feel pain, they feel cold, they feel temperature, they sense things, they can respond to behavior, but that's no different than what your dog does and, and what other animals do. And we don't magically become humans, I don't think, until we have consciousness, until the individual brain develops enough to be self-aware and to engage in conversations, to identify yourself versus others in a given environment. And to say otherwise, to do to try to dispute that data, requires some other re-explanation. Why should we count that mass of flesh as anything other than a, a pre-conscious human? And if your answer is that it has a soul or a spirit or whatever you want to call it, as the priests and shamans and imams have told you, perhaps. I don't see any justification for that other than religion. Once again, we're back to a to a theocracy then. If, if we're going to listen to what the priests tell us, then we're really not in a democracy anymore, are we? We don't have freedom of belief anymore. And we need to leave this up to the parents. They're the ones who biologically invested in reproducing. And to say otherwise is just a criminal act, I think, in terms of an amazingly immoral and unethical act, from my opinion, to say you don't have that choice. If you engage in any sort of sexual congress, any sort of intercourse, be it recreational or other, and you decide not, and you get pregnant, and you decide not to have that baby, why is it anybody else's business? Why is it anybody else's business to dispose of a mass of tissue? And that's the issue of belief here. If, but I should have the freedom of belief, just like you have the freedom of belief. Some people have the freedom of belief to say, oh, it's a magical child of God. It's a magical baby with a spirit and a soul, and it could go to heaven one day. Well, I call bullshit on you. I say, I don't believe that. <laughs> and prove otherwise. Prove that a thing called a soul exists. There was a stretch in the oh, over the last few hundred years back around the turn of the 20th century, the 19th to the 20th, where people were doing all sorts of spiritualism and seances. And people actually tried to set up experiments where they could measure a soul. They, they, they hooked up scales and monitors as best they could to try to capture whatever essence left a body when it died. These people were dying. And nobody's been able to get notice anything. Nobody's been able to pick anything out. Sure, we get tales of the afterlife from people who've had near-death or been dead for you know small amounts of time and they've come back from the dead they've been revived and they tell all sorts of magical tales of what they saw but once again no consistent data no consistent data beyond what we've shown in courts of law include things like false memories and made up impressions of things and delusions which we have that's the other things that happen in brain brains operate to create answers we imagine stuff all the time the hopes and dreams that we all have are the essence of why we want life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
in our democratic society because we don't have all the answers. We acknowledge our ignorance. That's what we do at the Church of Science. We know we don't have all the answers, but we know we have some answers. We've generated knowledge based on shared observations and, and experimental evidence that we can demonstrate to each other. We can show that we exist inside of this reality. If we, if we live in the matrix or if some deity is pulling the strings, then it doesn't matter. Then, then we're all barking up the wrong tree. We're all just jerking off, as Reverend Johnson told us. <laughs> and, but if we are, if we do have free will, if we are somehow independent consciousnesses and we can think for ourselves, and I have the right to choose and, and I want to live in a society that protects my right to choose, why can you force me? You shouldn't be able to force me to have a child. And nobody wants to take on that burden involuntarily. Like I said, parenting is a major challenge, and it should be done well, and we should encourage it. And we should encourage it so well that we should support it better. That would be a, a really neat idea. Because we've had babies obviously being made all this time we've kept our species alive we need babies if we're going to work them into a democracy and our capitalist economy don't you think some of those economic questions and some of those civilization issues should be addressed with a little more detail so if we're going to say well we're not going to kill one-year-olds but i think 21 weeks provides a really nice boundary you know if we get to the point technologically where we can develop artificial uteri and you can take a 10-week-old embryo, a truly microscopic mass of cells, and keep it alive and develop it. And we can make that brave new world and grow the alphas and the betas and the deltas and the gammas that we need. If that's maybe some future state, but we're not there yet. Right now, the only functional way to reproduce is in female uteri. And once you've started that growth, our society with our free democracy and our capitalist markets say, well, the burden's on the parent. If you screw up parenting, we're going to hold you liable. True. But why should we say it happens before consciousness if the true mark of humanity is thinking? And that's where I disagree with a lot of the religious believers, because that's my main problem with religion, I guess. <laughs> religion says, stop thinking. That's what religion does. It says God has the answers. Trust us. Stop thinking about it. Don't you worry your pretty little head. And science says, I don't know. And that's, that's where science has a trouble formulating an argument. And that's the problem socially that science has. But you know what? Science has some really good answers. <laughs> we know that cells are the basic units of life. And we know that we're a continuation of life, that we're a part of the tree that's been branching out from the primordial soup over three billion years ago. And that humanity as it exists now exists because we've been, we've selected through natural selection for billions of years to become human. And then somewhere in the last tens of thousands of years, at least, we evolved consciousness and consciousness is our major adaptation. I think that's the thing that makes us human. And to not use your consciousness, I think, is one of the most unethical things you can use to stop thinking about a, a situation or a problem. And people want to say that 
they don't know what how life works. <laughs> the legislators in Alabama who've been dealing with this court case have been quoted as saying, oh, I don't understand IVF. I really don't know how it works. Well, how the hell are you going to legislate something, make laws about something, if you don't even understand how it works? It involves handing a magazine and a cup to dad, telling him to go generate some sperm outside of his body, telling going putting mom in the stirrups and getting an egg, and putting them together in a dish. It used to be glass. That's what in vitro means. Uh, they don't have a Latin word for plastic, so we still use in vitro for doing experiments in dishes. And you put the sperm and the egg together in the lab, and they fertilize like they would inside of a female reproductive tract under normal processes. And that helps hundreds of thousands of people have babies who want to have them. Once again, their choice to spend their resources doing IVF and all those things. But once again, why do we acknowledge that choice but not the opposite choice? Because somebody believes differently. Well, I thought we had freedom of belief. I thought we had freedom of belief in this country. And I don't think that ball of cells up to 21 weeks when it can live on its own is not a human. It's just a ball of cells. It doesn't have a soul. It doesn't have a spirit. If you think it does, prove otherwise. Bring the evidence to court. Make it stand up so that we can all see it. Otherwise, get the hell out of other people's lives and get the hell out of their bedrooms. It's the same thing with gays, with homosexuals, married, lesbians, whatever you want to call them, throuples, whatever situation arises. Why the hell do you care what other adults are doing? If it's consenting adults, leave them alone. I thought we were free. I thought we lived in this democracy where we celebrated life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> and what should we be doing for parents? We should acknowledge that parenting is a major challenge, and that parenting is a major challenge, and because of that, but we want we want functional humans. We want the people who do parenting to do it seriously. That's where the left is screwed up. That's where you can't just have babies willy-nilly. You can't just say, oh, sure, anybody can have a baby. There should be some criteria, whether that should be a license or a registration or a, a degree. I don't know. But we, if you talk to any teacher and you talk to about problem kids in school or the police and you track back which kids grow up to be social deviants who have challenges in society, most of them can be traced back to domestic situations. So we should be doing much more to support parenting. We should have parental leave. We should have paid parental leave. If raising kids is so important, we should structure our economy to give financial incentives to parents who are going to do it right. We should give them parent paid parental leave and medical coverage, as well as medical coverage for abortion up to 21 weeks. That's the technical limit. That's the best we can do. Why should we legislate anything else? That's the only thing we should legislate is stuff that we can prove to each other, stuff that we can see and we have evidence for. Now, there's no evidence that that mass of cells can keep itself alive outside of the uterus after 21 weeks. And it can only do it at 21 weeks with huge amounts of medical intervention. And if somebody wants to take on that burden, that's, that's up to them. That should be their free choice. And likewise, they should have the free choice to not do it. And if you want to step up and take it, take care of that baby, put your money where your mouth is and quit bitching about what's holy and what's sacred and what's what which God supports this. Because we don't have any proof of God's. And therefore, we have freedom of belief. 
and subsequently you need to get out of the bedroom and leave it alone. So, you want to abort that ball of cells? Go ahead. And what should we be doing for parents? We should be giving them support for that 20 years of commitment. We should have lots of resources to, to help them out with parenting. They should get paid legal and medical insurance covering the abortions, covering one year of paid parental leave. We should have significant funding for preschools through college so that all children have the opportunity to learn. The fate of embryos produced outside the body should be determined by those parents. They, they can sue those clinics. If this clinic screwed up and they lost money, they should get their money back. And they, they should have the chance to reproduce again if they want to. Sure. You know, there should be significant parents for parental neglect or abuse, but social services should be available to optimize child development. That's what we should be doing as a society. We should be focusing on the parents who want children, not the ones who don't want children. <laughs> because guess what? It's not going to produce the functional humans we need to have a functional civilization. And if you don't want an abortion, don't have one. This is Dr. Gene Mesco signing off from the Church of Science, and I'll talk to you again soon.